This is your host, Kyle Gorman, and we are re-releasing an early episode, a very early episode of Business Playmakers with our friend and guest, Malcolm Bryant, in honor of his recent induction into his local business hall of fame, and for very good reason. Um, I think you'll, you'll find through today's show that Malcolm is an incredibly conscientious, very analytical, and very people-centric uh, individual and business leader. So I hope you gain some amazing insights from Malcolm, as I know I did during the show and, and have uh, as I've gotten to know Malcolm as a friend. And uh, I also want to say a big congratulations to Malcolm on this incredible honor. Welcome to Business Playmakers, the podcast that meets with innovators, trailblazers, and leaders to learn about their experience and what success really means. Hosted by entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Business Playmakers is presented by the Employer Blueprint. Employer Blueprint is dedicated to management and leadership development through one-on-one coaching and group seminars. You can find free resources from Employer Blueprint through YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And for more information, simply visit employerblueprint.com. Malcolm, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for taking out the time this morning and, and uh, just coming to check it out. And um, I'm looking forward to being able to share your story and your experience um, with the, the the Playmakers audience. So as we jump in here, um, just kind of walk us through your professional experience and what your journey has looked like. Sure, Kyle. Uh, I guess those professional experiences start way back in, in childhood, mm-hmm. but maybe when you're talking about being gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of college, I, I was... Uh, lucky enough to be accepted to Procter & Gamble, mm-hmm. large uh, company worldwide, and that was in 1978, so the world's changed quite a bit, but I uh, I went off to Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. so this little country boy with the Daniel Boone <laughs> accent that I was so proud of mm-hmm. at 22 years old, uh, headed off to Cleveland, Ohio, and yeah. I think uh, my boss, the folks that were interviewing me, uh, I could tell when I was walking out of the room, they were looking at each other like, if he, can, if he can survive that, maybe he's a winner. Yeah, we we yeah. got so uh, I lived and breathed it, and uh, certainly was infatuated with the business world and with yeah. Procter and Gamble and yeah. the kind of training they would give you. So um, that lasted a, a good success, and I was living in, lived in Cleveland, Kansas City, Denver, Cincinnati, uh, traveling all around, and I watched. Um, mm-hmm other families do the same and I wasn't married at the time and yeah. I missed Kentucky quite a bit I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just really a Kentucky boy and mm-hmm. uh, as, as Sally and I started to get more serious about our future together and decided to get married we had the choice of staying there or coming back to Kentucky and yeah uh, my parents were getting a little bit older and we needed to uh, make sure that we were responsible for, for that. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to come back to Kentucky mm-hmm. and more importantly to Owensboro. And yeah. uh, her family had a home building business here that her dad had started um, back when he was uh, a youngster. And mm-hmm. that had developed through the recessions and the, mm-hmm. and the mountaintop experiences too. Yeah. Um, and in that time, interest rates were 17, 18%. Wow. So, Real estate, any kind of business really needed mm-hmm. to be focused and 
and so we ate peanut butter for a long time mm -hmm. and we uh, we were scrapping together every kind of entrepreneurial idea we could and yeah that uh, was an incredible training from from a, just a wonderful family and they're just uh, magical memorable people mm -hmm. and and are today and continue to mentor all of us and uh, so uh, came back here, started into the real estate construction business, mm -hmm. and then after a few years, we uh, ventured out on our own, Sally yeah. and I together, yeah. and that led to the Malcolm Bright Corporation okay. today. So uh, that's where where it's been, 30, 37 years with the Malcolm Bright Corporation, mm -hmm. or a version of it, and about two years with Procter & Gamble, so okay. approaching 40 years. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And, and so now with the Malcolm Bryant Corporation, most of that is um, real estate development, commercial leasing, uh, and things like that. Is that kind of the, mm -hmm. the, the main focus of the organization? Yes, well, I think we're entrepreneurial at heart. Yeah. Um, we're a very curious yeah. group, and um, our vision statement is some, somewhat to the effect of we, we want to build and develop genius products. Yeah. We want to give incredible wowing service yeah and we want to be around enterprising team members and helping to take them and the communities we're in forward nice yeah. that's great yeah mm -hmm. great vision uh so uh, along the way through the course of your career um who are some mentors that you've had and, and what have you been able to learn from them well i guess it starts with our mom and dad if we're fortunate to have mm -hmm. that that kind of a nucleus around us yeah my dad was a, a single person farmer mm -hmm. uh, in eastern kentucky mm -hmm. Had 130 something acres that went like this, yeah. and uh, the cows are on the side of the hill, and the corn yeah. was in a little bit of the flat area, and the tobacco in an acre or so over here. Yeah, um, and it was a, I was just so proud of him. I didn't know it at the time what he was doing. Uh, June hot day, we were hauling hay, and yeah, and uh, I was about 16. And he stopped a tractor and he put his arm on my shoulder and he said, "Son, there's a better way," and. Uh, mm. You know, he grew up farming, his family yeah. was farmers, and and there's a lot of pride there, but he realized yeah. that that was not going to be able to financially send kids to college and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So I learned hard work in that little laboratory of learning right there from him so hard mm -hmm. on, a, on a single man's farm. Yeah. And my mom went back to work from, uh, she was a school teacher, but she took off while, while we were raising kids. And then as college progressed, needed to have some financial resources. So she went back to work as a social worker mm -hmm. with the state and oh yeah so i was i was used to listening to the calls at eight o'clock at night mm -hmm. come come and get him miss bryant or he's yeah. gonna kill him or you know whatever so a lot of that social yeah, uh, yeah. that's a whole different world yeah yeah so uh, especially in eastern kentucky and, yeah. and so i learned um, a kind of a giving spirit and compassion from her yeah. and so though i think in the business world really anything you're doing if you have hard work and you have compassion, you know, or care. Yeah. That those two ingredients that I grew up with were probably the best mentors I could have at an early age. Mm -hmm. Then progressing forward, you know, probably the biggest decision I've made in my life, and most important, and maybe everyone is, is who you marry. If you, mm -hmm. if you by chance go that route. And, yeah. And so, uh, Sally has been uh, a mentor to me. Obviously, our our wife, our spouses, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. and, and even, you know, the female, has, I don't have this scientific, but there's a gene there that can kind of look through things and, and get <laughs> yeah. right to the yeah. focus to the point. And there's been times in our 
our business life, uh, for her mentoring when I'm struggling with a decision for a long time. And, yeah. and I'll finally, in my uh, stubborn way, finally open up to her <laughs> that, what do you think about this? Within three minutes, she's got yeah. the right answer and like, God, I really did not realize I could do that. So yeah. she's yeah. she's been my courage, my my confidence, and, and you can't discount kids uh, either. I think kids can be your mentors because you, you really don't fake good kids yeah and if you've got good kids yeah. and they've learned from you with with what mistakes you've made in your life mm-hmm. i think they're worth listening to and yeah. there's some scientific uh studies that say even the daughter after the after you lose your mom which my mom's been gone about 20 years mm-hmm. the daughter actually starts to have some characteristics of the mom mm-hmm. looking out for you mm-hmm. and so we've got two outstanding kids and they've been just wonderful mentors to me so mm-hmm. I think it's gone to family, and you know, obviously, there's an incredible amount of business wisdom that we've yeah. taken. But you know, that's really good. You, you don't. Uh, it's easy to overlook the um, the lessons that we can learn from our kids sometimes, and um, it's you know, it's neat that you've picked that up. I've never really heard anybody talk about it from that perspective, but um, but that makes sense because it's easy to overlook that. You know, there's so many times we see either ourselves and our kids, or we see other people in our kids, and it's great motivation oftentimes of how we want to behave and act and, and help continue to raise them. So that's it's really pretty cool. You know, it, cause I can tell when I've not really said the right thing or had the right actions to mm-hmm. my kids Yeah, and they'll call me on it. Yeah. Not, not yeah. that they're going to get right in my face. It's just right. that you kind of get from the body language. I didn't handle that well. Yeah. So there's, there's many times I've had to apologize to yeah. my children about, I didn't really do that well. Yeah. So they, I think they're great mentors. That's great. Yeah, I've often made the comment. I've um, my son is the oldest, and um, he's ten years old now. And I've probably apologized to him more than anybody in my entire <laughs> life uh, because I think it's important for him to hear that from his dad that I'm not yeah. always right. But um, you know, whenever I don't don't do something properly, you know, I try to take that time to. Um, to ask for his forgiveness, to show him what forgiveness is, right. and to and to see that you know even the old man screws up sometimes. And so I often joke I've apologized to him more than anybody else in my entire life as as we've just kind of navigated that together. But it's real. It's yeah. very real. And yeah. I can't tell you how many letters I've written. It's the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. but and I don't even know if they can read um, cursive or yeah. not any longer. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I've had to sit and, and pen many a letter to them to say. Yeah. Here's a way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Well, um, Malcolm, what, you know, if you can kind of look back through the course of your career, is there a, is there a moment that you can look at that you recognize as a real peak or pinnacle moment as kind of a big professional win for you? Well, this doesn't sound uh, Wall Street Journal-like, but my quote would be, again, uh, the lady I've married. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the win. And yeah. Um, fortunately, I, I married an incredible, loving, caring, and forgiving lady, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but also a person with a great business mind mm-hmm. and a person that wanted to engage our team yeah. in greatness. Yeah. So when when we decided to uh, take this company to another level about a year ago and step out and, and hire our, our president in addition to our company, yeah. it was Sally that really said, if we're going to do this, uh, we're going to take it to another level. Yeah. and raise the bar or not do it. Yeah. And that's, so my greatest win is, is who I married. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And it, 
it's a God thing or whatever you want to call it, but there wasn't a strategy to marry somebody to start a company. The right. strategy, I, I loved her, yeah. appeared she loved me, and that was the basics. I never realized really the packages I would be opening the rest of my life yeah. in what wisdom yeah. she brings to it. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if she watched, go and watch this, but <laughs> but it's it's the truth. And yeah. um, so that, that's that been my, my great win that's from good. a person. And, and on the flip side of that, is there a moment in your career that, um, that you'll just never forget as kind of a, a, a momentous fail of some kind that you learned some lessons from, but you knew that if you could go back, maybe you should have handled this one a little bit differently? Well, I think that's a, a great question, probably is one that I can even give more conversation to, because I think we remember those failing times because they're teaching moments. Yeah, yeah. And when we get out of our comfort zone is when we grow. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very seldom that when we win or, or really are successful in something that we learn a whole lot from it. Yeah. It just confirms what we did was good. Right. When I make a, a bad decision or there's a failure, it's it's so much more pronounced yeah. in how it affects us. So um, there's there's three or four good ones if, if you want to hear some. But there's yeah. a, there's a, a, a good book written that it talks about stepping over the line mm-hmm. and, and what what would cause us to step over the line to do something that we would really be uh, need to be forgiven for? Mm-hmm. And it may be more men than women on this, but um, money, step mm-hmm. over the line for fear, mm-hmm. ambition, or love. And I think the sooner we find out which one of those we're most vulnerable to or which ones we're yeah. most vulnerable to, yeah. the quicker we can exit those out of our life. Mm. So. I know which one or two of those mm-hmm. I would probably come close to stepping over the line. And when right. I say stepping over the line, I think we all know what that means. Yeah, it's something yeah. that that wouldn't be acceptable right. to you or the people that love you. So um, knowing those things, I, I think I found out early on that um, people were probably the most important ingredient to, to uh, the success of my life and, yeah. and how I can succeed with others. So I was working for Procter & Gamble and... And uh, boy, I was giving my life to them, and, and I was climbing the corporate ladder and doing, mm-hmm. and it was just all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sally and I decided to move back to Kentucky, and so I called my boss and asked him if I can have a few moments with him in the next week. And in the great communication skills that they teach you with a company like that, he got out of me what I was going to tell him, which was, I, mm-hmm. I want to move back to Kentucky. Yeah, and so I told him there over the phone. It wasn't the way I wanted to do it, but he right. drug it out of me. And we're pretty transparent folks. And he said, "Well, I'll be by to get your car tomorrow." And uh, thank you for the notice. Yeah, I'm like, what? Well, well, <laughs> there's some love. Yeah. There's some love somewhere. I thought right. we'd have at least a hug or a cry <laughs> or you know something with it. So nothing against that environment, yeah. but that's just the way they had it yeah. structured, and they knew. A young go-getters and how they were mm-hmm. processed and if I had made it two years there was a decision point whether I was going to be a 20-year employee or a two-year employee right. they knew that was at that point so he he knew to get go on because mm-hmm. the decision had been made so um, that that probably wasn't a uh, you know a loss it was a a, a learning moment mm-hmm. when I learned that my relationships are so important with our team members yeah and so that may have been a fail where I thought Oh gosh, I should I shouldn't have expected that much. There's um, plenty of times where I failed where I haven't I came back to my wife. I haven't told her all the information soon enough. 
Yeah. Not that I was keeping things from her or intentionally mm-hmm. having any secrets. It's that your day, whether you work eight hours a day or 14 hours a day, this this business of owning your own business mm-hmm. is going fast. Absolutely. And yeah. if you called this afternoon and said, Malcolm, I'd like to build a office building at the corner of so-and-so, and we really want to expand, and i got some great friends that want to go with me, I'd say, yes, Kyle, be right there. What else you want? You right. Know, it, right. We're just in the business of saying yes yeah. a yeah. lot. And yeah. Maybe it's like John Kennedy when he said we were going to put a man on the moon. He probably went back to his cabinet and said, guess what I just said today? And he said, <laughs> well, you said what? And said, I don't know. I said it. So we're going to figure out a way to do yeah, it. Yeah, we got to make it happen. we got to make it do it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot in my life. And so I'm tripping over my, my day sometimes without yeah. keeping her informed enough. So, you know, you come home at 6 o'clock or later or whatever it is and, you don't want the day to be or the evening's discussion to be all about business right. and so forth. So you, so you just hold off until it all comes time. But mm-hmm. my failure has been not keeping her or others probably as informed and mm-hmm. timely yeah. as they should have been. And I've learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's more comfortable for me to, to keep that going. But you have to intentionally focus on this communication. Yeah. And, and that's probably where I've had failure at mm-hmm. time. Um, with my business partner, you might say, right. or, or other people around me. So let's kind of, you know, we've, we've kind of skirted around this subject of success. Um, how would you define success? How do you define that in your life? Well, I think you, there's probably two kinds of success. There's the resume success, mm-hmm. building the business success, and what you want to give a customer to know about you. Right. Then there's probably your eulogy mm-hmm. resume. That eulogy one may be more important, not that the business one doesn't build on it and make it better. Right. But you know, you meet people in your life that are really deeply good. Mm-hmm. Um, their soul is so connected with with our creator and with greatness mm-hmm. in, in our world. And it's yeah. it's beyond the day-to-day business resume. Right. So it's it's what's going to be said at, at your final day. Mm-hmm. Uh that's probably more to the success as I get older to understand than it might have been when I was 25 yeah. and eager. And yeah. not that I'm not always eager. It's just that you temper that a little bit of what where to focus. And so I've grown and, and matured. So I think that that eulogy success are people that you want to, you know, they give a, they have an inner light mm-hmm. to, the, to the world. And, and it may not be that you did the best business deal or you did, um, you're the best team member. It's mm-hmm. that you you just had that eulogy resume, that yeah. was top notch. So, yeah. um, I would I would define define some of our success that that we would continue to be in awe mm-hmm. of things. And I think what drives our company and what drives that eulogy resume or that business resume is this curiosity. Yeah. Um, and we've been pioneers on a lot of things that maybe didn't make financial sense or make um, uh, any growth in the business Mm -hmm. in the first day, but it was a curiosity that we might have had about something Mm -hmm. that led us to have a passion in it. So, for instance, we put solar panels up on an office building here in Owensboro. I think it's the first solar installation in Owensboro. Mm -hmm. Did it make economic sense? I think the the return was 54 years, you know? (laughs) So it's gonna be, after Mm -hmm. I was gone, Did it give us any publicity to customers? Maybe some, and I think they may have walked in the building and said, well, that's cool. This building's mm-hmm. interested in alternative energy and yeah. the environment. Yeah. 
but it it was something we were extremely curious about and yeah. I, that's led us down not ex, not necessarily the successful road every day mm-hmm. but i don't want to ever give up that that experience of being in awe yeah and being in wonder of the smallest things mm-hmm. and especially our people just being in awe of how does a single mom with four kids under the age of 10 mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes hardly a living wage yeah show up at one of our properties with a smile and dress professionally Mm -hmm. and so positive about the world and also she's taking classes at the community college Mm -hmm. how do you pull that off yeah we're curious about how to help that person be the best mom be the best team member be the best daughter sister brother Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting to to just be curious about that. So the great thing about our business is we are not only real estate developers, but we're entrepreneurs for for about 300 different customers that mm-hmm. are doing everything from technology to saving lives. Yeah, yeah. And we can be a piece of what their day is about, mm-hmm. not only just providing them maybe the real estate to, to be in, but really how can their business be better and how can our business be better where one and one equal three. Right. And so it's right. probably the success, I don't know, it's defined uh, other than by our mission statement I was telling you about, but mm-hmm. I think if you can t- can continue to want to polish things and be curious yeah. and be in awe of, of the smallest things in life, that that's probably success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you consider, you know, as you look at, look back on your career and, and, you know, your personal and professional career at this point, would you say that you have achieved a level of success? Um, some others would say so. I, I think that our most public demonstration of success mm-hmm. is is probably in our company, you know, yeah. and that's, I understand that, and that's a public side, and we built a beautiful hotel or design a beautiful office. Yeah. That, that's very visible and very tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, but diving deeper into that is uh, how are we helping people be better? Right. Um, right. How are we helping people grow? I think it was Martin Luther King Jr. said that maybe one of the most, most important things we can do in life is to make people better. Mm-hmm. And that's something you may not see in a hotel structure or in an office space or, yeah. or something else we do. But... Behind the scenes, we're trying to constantly figure out how can we help that single mom? Yeah, yeah. How can we help our president put God first, family second, and work third? Mm-hmm. And, and when we interview people, we tell them that boldly. Mm-hmm. And as I think as a relatively small company, we can be transparent in that. Sure, mm-hmm. we have an employment book and we have all the policies that make us legal. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you need to be at mass, you need to be there. Yeah. If you've got a sick child at home or you've got a parent-teacher conference at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or yeah. there's a soccer game at 3 and, and you're the, the spouse that needs to do that or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you need to be there. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a way to do work. Not that we don't work hard and are accountable and we put in a good solid eight hours plus, mm-hmm. but it's a lot less important for us to make that business deal yeah. than it is for you become a better person and right. I think in the end of the day we're all going to be better if we'll stay with that mm-hmm. and, and you gotta you gotta live it and breathe it and so we we had a 
we've had babies, newborn babies under the desk at work and <laughs> and it may not be the most professional mm-hmm. guidance that you would give to the out of town person that walks in that <laughs> wants to talk heavy level business, which yeah. is great. And you hear a little baby cry and you're like, what's that about? Yeah. Well, I think I learned a long time ago, there's no use trying to hide our lives. I think people yeah. love stories yeah. and they love to hear your story. Yeah. And I learned a long time ago that if I have to apologize for a commitment I've made with my family or something else that's, that's just really important, that I probably need to pause and make sure I get things lined up a little bit better. Yeah. I've never had somebody when I've responded that you know, I have a commitment to my family and I can't meet at 530 or mm-hmm. whatever when you're off work. I've never had anybody say, well, I'll have to go on to the next person yeah. who sells the widgets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everyone appreciates that. So I, somebody has a daughter or a son, or they've always obviously been a daughter or a son, and, and they have respect for that. So yeah. I, I think that's part of understanding the success. In my, mm-hmm. in my case, it's two things. It's being around the right people mm-hmm. and reading good books. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to boil it down to two things, mm-hmm. being around people to take us forward uh, so that we can help people that aren't on the train yet yeah. Yeah. and finding great books to read. And I, I think those two things, if you could boil it all down, are, uh, are the keys that I've had. So as you talk through that, you know, you talk about, um, you know, being around good people, surrounding yourself with good people, reading good books and, and looking at those resources. Um, what are some other keys to success that you that you feel like have been important for you? Well, I think the greatest lesson for me is that people matter most. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, we can have had great opportunities, build great projects, um, have great tangible things to show off and have success in that level. Yeah. But people matter most in the relationships that of your family and friends that have loved you and that you have loved that have supported you through the ups and downs. Right. So at the end of the day, I think we understand that, that people matter. People matter most. Um, I think second, finding your talents. You know, when you and I grew up, I know mm-hmm. when I grew up, mm-hmm. I, may, I remember in the middle school, I said, okay, why don't you take this, I don't know if they called it, but it's probably career analysis. Yeah. Today we yeah. might call it a personality analysis. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and mine came back as I need to be a brick mason. Yeah. Okay. Now I grew up in in a world that was probably full of skilled level jobs, and right. it wasn't you need to be a business owner or be a philanthropist or. Mm-hmm. It was talking about a true job. Yeah. You know, get a yeah. job right out of high school, whatever. Yeah. And that probably was true because I like to build things and like to see things happen. So I'm really glad that, that I found that. But mm-hmm. how many times did we hear growing up that you can be anything you want to be? Yeah. You can be an astronaut. I was convinced I was going to play in the NBA. There was no mm-hmm. doubt about it. If I mm-hmm. wasn't going to do that, I was going to be in the NFL or at least play in Major League Baseball. Of course, uh, bare minimum. As tenure, <laughs> and I was uh, going to be president. All those, all above. Yeah. Well, if I'd known what I know now, I would have not been concentrating on things that probably were out of my reach. But I'd be concentrating on my A's and not my C's. Yeah. So, uh, we get a report card and we take it home, and our loving parents. Uh, see three A's on there and see a C, um, it's just natural for, what's going on with that C? You know, well, I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm probably not going to be. But those A's are where I really need to spend my time. So mm-hmm. 
There's such great research today on where our strengths are, whether they're business or spiritual or whatever they might be. Mm -hmm. It's really a, a setback if we don't stop and find those personality things. Yeah. And I found that uh, later in life and and wished I'd found it earlier, but uh, I keep taking them, again, about being curious. And uh, so I think finding where your strengths are, where are your A's? Mm -hmm. uh, sure, it's great to know your C's, D's, and F's, but um, and it's very important to know those so you don't spend your time on that. Mm -hmm. So I, in later life, have found where my A's are. Yeah. And it may not have been where I've spent my whole life trying to figure out. Right. And from the college side, you know, I, I spent about 25 years to, trying to learn everything I could mm -hmm. and spent the next 25 years or the first 25 trying to be done with it the next 25 <laughs> trying to learn everything i could so yeah, yeah. That's, i was studying for the test yeah. you know for the first 23 years yeah. and now i'm studying for life and yeah. that's that's so much more rewarding and, yeah. and and productive so finding your talents taking risks having confidence um, i think for young people having confidence is probably a key ingredient mm -hmm. to allow you to want to take risks calculating mm -hmm. understanding risk um so empowering our team and being very curious and supporting to them. That's yeah. That's probably been our keys. Yeah. I, I love that concept. I've never heard it put that way about focusing on your A's and not your C's and understanding what they are. And that's, that's brilliant. I mean, that's, it, it's so true. Um, uh, and I think that's great advice for people to understand that as well, that, you know, if, if, if you're not good at something, accept it and be willing to move on and know you're not good at it so you can find good people that are good at those things. Yeah. And focus on focus on your eggs. That's a great great way to put that. Well, you're so wise that especially that part about finding people who are good at that. Yeah. It took me a long time to to cross that that line to know that there's people that can do stuff better than you, a whole lot better yeah. than you, yeah, and right. uh, and they like doing it. Yeah. So we found that at our company, and they know where my weaknesses are for sure, uh -huh. and and I think I know where most of theirs are, and and we do those kind of tests together, so we are transparent about really knowing. You know, you're really not good at that. And yeah. my one of my strengths um, is encouragement. Yeah. And I can encourage you until you're dead. You know. Right. So, right. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm not too good of a. Uh, I mean, I'm getting better at being a nurse. I'm not a. I'm not a, a C minus. Yeah. But, <laughs> or am I not a F? Yeah. Much longer. But if, if you were sick today, Kyle, and you. You lay down here, and I'd, I'd probably say, Kyle, I'm convinced if you ran around the block three times, you'd be better. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. that's probably not what a good nurse needs to be. And I right. got to be able to pause and say, you know, this is different. And yeah. So, yeah, it's great to find those things. Yeah, that's really good. That's great. <laughs> that's really good. Um, so as we look forward a little bit, what do you what do you think the next 10 years look like for you uh, professionally? Well, we're going to really go off script here because, you know, how many times do we ask ourselves that and, or do I? Mm -hmm. Not enough. When we were trying to decide whether our company should go forward and how, and mm -hmm. um, one of our consultants asked me the question, why? And in a day like this, I usually can understand what, when, how, mm -hmm. and where. But how often do I ask the question, why? I don't do that very often. And yeah. there's a great book written um, about the Pixar mm -hmm. development of that company mm -hmm. and they had struggled for a long time and, they, and then they had a great success called Toy Story Yeah, and they had Toy Story and then Toy Story 2 mm -hmm. 
and just tremendous winners and the company was getting traction and you know finances were better and mm-hmm. uh, and they went to a retreat and they asked themselves um, why are we even here what is it that we haven't done yeah what is it that we're really curious about mm-hmm. and why even do a toy story three right <laughs> and i think those are great questions that we similar questions we asked ourselves when we were trying to progress what's next and mm-hmm. Our why answer was, we have incredible people that uh, many of them are still very young in their careers mm-hmm. and awesome and love our style and are in a rhythm yeah. uh, of, of goodness there with the customer and with each other. Yeah. So you don't want to probably not maximize that. Right. Um, why would be is if we had had some success that mm-hmm. the world may look at in, sure. in the business ways, we want to be able to take that success and, and portray it more to our team members and the communities mm-hmm. we're in mm-hmm. and that's going to turn more into philanthropy and charity mm-hmm. and giving back yeah. so a huge piece of our future is giving back um, and we're discussing right now how to be proactive in answering that question because for a long time like i said before the phone would ring and kyle would be on the phone or jim or jane and and they'd ask could you go do this would you be interested in this project yes sir be right there yeah not with any strategy of, right. is that what we want to do? Yeah. Let's put a man on the moon. Well, of course we would. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do that? We're asked to do it. Um, and that's back to that hard work part and compassion part. Yeah. You're just used to saying yes all yeah. the time. So now we're going to get a little bit more focused, proactive, and that phone rings or we're out being talking to people. Mm-hmm. We know a little bit more about what we want to do. And, and that's going to be more focused on community growth and yeah. the kind of the vibration and the traction that that community would have to attract talent. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Owensboro, not kind of, exactly like what Owensboro's downtown. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we wanted to be involved in that is mm-hmm. we think that's the future of communities is is finding places that that are special and wowing to, yeah. to folks, uh, yeah. to the creative, these creative people. So the next 10 years, you don't hire Madison Silver and, mm-hmm. and go to sleep. And so, yeah. Uh, I'm busier than I've ever been yeah. because you've got folks that are around you that are excited. Yeah. Uh, but for me personally, it'll it'll be involved in the business still, but mm-hmm. but also it'll, it'll be a tremendous piece of giving back or or I'm really not doing service what mm-hmm. I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you considered what the concept of retirement looks like for you? Uh, well, it needs to be challenging. You know, I, I've lived my professional life with risk every day mm-hmm. and. Um, you kind of get used to that, and that's that's okay. And I understand risk. I don't want to risk at the loss of family, mm-hmm. you know, or again those things. God, family, and work. I can probably risk work down here as far as money goes. Yeah. So, read a good book one time. The title was "Risk Only Money." Mm-hmm. And there's times in our life we risk more than that. If we're entrepreneurs, we're risking our relationship with our our wife and our kids and our friends mm-hmm. and um, that just bleeds over. So I'm sure in my future, there's going to need to be risk because I like challenges. I like the curiosity part of it. Yeah. I like to be pioneering and, and, and interesting there. So it'll have some risk involved with it. It'll have some challenge involved with it. I'm sure it'll be juggling balls because I'm mm-hmm. used to that and, and I can sit still and, and regroup, but um, I'm very anxious if I don't have, some things going on and is that ball about to drop yeah you better catch it and so 
it's yeah. it's just been part of our life and so it's uh, I think that's what retirement will just be more of the same but maybe being able to pick and choose it yeah. a little bit more yeah uh, if you walk out of the office today here and <laughs> you get a phone call that says you just want a million dollars what do you do with that money you know I think first I'd need to get advice from mm-hmm. other people uh, who've been in that position yeah. people that have had great uh, windfalls or just luck of the draw yeah um I would I'd need to go get advice from somebody who has done that and um it's easy to say I'd do this this and this because of today's needs but that needs mm-hmm. that would need a lot of a lot of thought I I think a lot of us won the lottery when we were born in the United States yeah I was born to a loving mom and dad born in Kentucky, a great state, and uh, for some reasons, uh, I was born white. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've got a lot of African-American friends that I'd trade place with, places with, look at their <laughs> lives every day, but, mm-hmm. but as far as the economic and the opportunities that I've had, those kind of things were hitting the lottery for yeah. me. And I think we're in the top uh, one or 5% if you just live in America and make an average per capita income, you're in the top one to five percent of the world. The world, yeah. In, as far as income goes, yeah. so that opens up a lot of opportunities. So I, I've hit the lottery um, in in a zillion ways in my mm-hmm. life, and I'm not sure a million dollar check would be one that I'd have to uh, think about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would, I'd get some wise. Yeah, advice good counsel right uh, Malcolm let's talk about how we help others which I know is, is really a, a strong passion of yours anyway but um, what are some characteristics uh, of people whether it be people you've worked for or people you work with or people that have worked for you on your team what are some some personality characteristics that you look for um, that uh, you know that kind of attract you to a person and how and, and their kind of work ethic that's a great question you know I I am um, I don't think I've ever had a bad boss mm-hmm. because I've I've learned something from them. Yeah. Sure, there's been bosses that have talked down to you. Bosses very demanding. Bosses that that um, don't read the management books of today, and you, you understand mm-hmm. that. But they've they've all brought their own experience that you can't argue with. So I've never really had a a bad boss or somebody that's um, that's beat me to the point that I would call him a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been I've been fortunate there. When we're looking for folks, usually, you know, we, we have found them just by knowing people who know people who know people. Mm-hmm. Good people know good people. Yeah. Um, some of our best people have come through casual conversations about, you know, I spent my my life raising my kids and but guess what? I I've got an MBA. Oh, I had no idea. I saw you at music lessons with our kids in right. our soccer field. Right. Had no idea that you had this business background. Mm-hmm. Or an, another fellow that he was a he was an orphan uh, growing mm-hmm. up, and he worked at McDonald's when he was fifteen. Became mm-hmm. a McDonald's regional uh, supervisor when he was like nineteen or something. Just wow. incredible stories. Yeah. And we find that kind of person say, you know. I think your experience and your story matches with what mm-hmm. our company is about. So, it, yes, we can find headhunters and do great executive searches, mm-hmm. and those people are so valuable. And Madison Silver came to us through that process, mm-hmm. and we could never have found that person without 
an executive search firm. Right, right. Boy, they know just just worth every penny mm -hmm. of it. But we have found that in a community like Owensboro, if we're looking for that employee here, team member, it's more, uh, I wonder what Jane is doing. Mm -hmm. I wonder what Bob's doing. I wonder if they would like to engage with us or they may know right. somebody. So it's right. rather than getting out on um, you know the websites and all that to, mm -hmm. to search around where it's still relationship business back to the people yeah 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 that's where we found it and and uh kind of on the flip side of that are there any um any personality characteristics that you've worked with over the years that um uh, that you try to steer clear from that you know either they don't mesh well with your personality or they're just in business um that, that you know they're sort of you know kind of they're, yeah. they can be toxic to an environment yeah, and I, I didn't learn that early enough in life, and especially in business life, because again, we were reacting and accepting every challenge that came mm -hmm. along, yeah. no matter from who. Yeah. And we've decided now that the relationships we have with our customers are the most important ingredient in how we engage with yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, we've been around folks that are win-lose, mm -hmm. and maybe their culture, not, not necessarily bad people, their culture is has encouraged them that way mm -hmm. or that's just where they are in life and when we detect that win-lose situation and really don't want to be transparent and get on the same page yeah we really shy away from that and we're we're starting to get more disciplined in that mm -hmm. area so it's yeah um i th i think you know it when you see it but it's uh, you, you can be an atheist and be a whatever the other things that you might consider don't match up with what you might think is goodness in, mm -hmm. in a God world, yeah. but you can still be a great person. And, yeah. um, and certainly you can be another religion or another nationality or another color or yeah. whatever. That's all extremely acceptable, especially the females because they're, they're so alert yeah. and so uh, inquisitive and have just have a gene that seems to be able to discern things yeah. quicker yeah. and better than maybe us macho males, or, <laughs> yeah. or I like to think they do. So we love to be on the side of a female decision maker because they they gravitate toward toward the right answer and goodness, and it's very accountable. Yeah. But I um, you can just kind of tell when it's win lose, and it doesn't mm -hmm. take more than two or three conversations. I think you feel it. Yeah, you gotta figure yeah. that out. Right. Um, you've mentioned several books uh, as we've talked here today. Uh, do you have any other books or authors or just resources in general that you might recommend to, to other professionals? Well, we love books. And like I said, being around the right people and reading good books is what I think anchors me to goodness mm -hmm. or keeps me from the, crossing over the line on those four <laughs> things that we talked about mm -hmm. previously. But, um, you know, I found Rob Bell interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, follow him with his books and podcasts and went to went to see him uh, give a message one day and I think Rob helps put our world where we are now and our spiritual lives in perspective um, and so I love listening to Rob and uh, and then there's a there's a, a book that I think uh, I need to keep going back to about love and it is if grace is true mm -hmm. um, and this gentleman argues that how great God's love is, our Creator's love mm -hmm. is for us, and why would that Creator ever want us to suffer? 
either here on earth or in an, in an eternity. Mm-hmm. And um, we're in my religion of Christianity, maybe I'm in between the, the open tomb and mm-hmm. the stone rolled away and, and some far off spot we think we're going to land when we die. Yeah. Um, and in that middle is understanding grace and just how lucky I am yeah. to believe in a, the most powerful force, what I think in the universe yeah. that connects us to something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's been a lot of quiet times where I've had to, uh, or I've had been fortunate enough to stop and be still and find that special place to be, to be still. So that book helps, helps me to understand maybe not the fire and brimstone part of, mm-hmm. of life. And yeah. uh, so if grace is true, Rob Bell, love, love his kind of things lately, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm have I have trouble reading fiction because I'm mm-hmm. just again, I'm trying to learn everything I can. So I'm still in the nonfiction world. So mm-hmm. I read a lot of biographies, you know, Benjamin Franklin and Steve Jobs, and mm-hmm. you know, all those things are are interesting. And of course, those those great books about struggle of Lewis and Clark, you didn't mm-hmm. those folks, and you just wonder how in the world did you pull that off? Yeah. That's pretty good. I, I, I'm like you. I'm in the, the good book as much as I can, and yeah. that's uh, leads to so many more questions. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I read there, and I get a few answers, but I get a lot more questions, and I've got answers. Yeah. So I try to find people who are a lot smarter than me that then learn that. And that yeah. that book of risk only money that I mentioned before yeah. is about a guy that uh, lived maybe a life of of what some people do as entrepreneurs, and yeah, and how he had stepped over the line yeah. in some things and how he understood where he, and his wisdom as an old age, how he understood yeah. how not to he do that. a chance to step back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Great, great advice. Good stuff. Um, uh, so before we close out here, Malcolm, what other advice might you have professionals out there striving for their definition of success? Well, what we've covered a lot of it so far, but maybe something we could add is, you know, in today where, there's a lot of differing opinions, and we seem to gravitate toward lining up on one side of things, mm-hmm. and we coagulate toward those people who think like we do. Right, and it's a right. real problem. Yes, I agree. Um, and I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, "I learn the most from those of which I disagree." Mm-hmm. And boy, is it hard to have a conversation with somebody that I really disagree, but mm-hmm. I can't argue with their experiences. Right. Uh, chances are. They've had some experiences that make them think the way they do, mm-hmm. which may be totally un- unwilling for my talents to accept. Yeah. So I, I think going forward, that's that's something I'm trying to open my mind up to is to is to listen to people that I disagree, and mm-hmm. um, and it's not all on television; it's on the street, you mm-hmm. know, and and to be confident enough to have those conversations and that you can walk away and say, I just learned something. Yeah. And, um, you know, this terrible thing in, in Charlottesville, it's just, you know, we're going to learn something from that. Mm-hmm. And, and many times it takes a crisis to make change. Yeah. So whatever change that would come from that, our creator seems to be moving us forward no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Even in the odd things we read in the Old Testament or <laughs> odd things that mm-hmm. happen in the world, if you look at it over a whole time frame, mm-hmm. you'll find that one way or another we moved forward yeah. uh, from the from the terrible actions that may have, have happened. So we we find ways to to move to move forward, and I would hope that our 
our next moving forward is a understanding of of the world's different cultures yeah the accepting of of some of that that we may not understand or it's uncomfortable right but we definitely understand the difference between evil and good mm-hmm. uh, apart from that let's let's find in the middle where we're where we can know that you grew up in a different environment i did yeah and, and yeah and i pass you and in the day and i want to be understanding of that and accepting of of that and be patient with that and it's back to what we talked about earlier being curious yeah you know yeah. why do you think that way or why would you act that way i'm just i'm curious about that mm-hmm. and those people i'm sure would be curious about me yeah. um and i've i've grown the most from those that that i have been out of my comfort so yeah. And in this community, there's so many great people that have drugged me that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one day my wife asked me, she said, who are the four or five people that, that you would really call on if you needed help? Mm-hmm. Just really struggling, whether it be health or, or a mental question or just life in mm-hmm. general. And two or three of those folks, you would not think would be in my comfort zone to yeah. be that way. They're, yeah. They're either a different color than I am, or they're a different religion, or they're mm-hmm. uh, they're certainly not in the socioeconomic mm-hmm. strata that some people uh, term as success. So, mm-hmm. I think it, at the end, it's it's consistently doing this one thing that we have integrity in, mm-hmm. and that's of, of doing good for people. Yeah. And and when we have that integrity, that's that we have confidence in, and it's branded on us that we were so lucky to have a great start. Uh, to build on that, then that says volumes of attaching yourself to that. Yes. And it's so great to continue in life at different stages to have different places that you visit for your wisdom. Yeah. And that's different today for me than it was when I was 22. Sure. So it, yeah. And just doing this today is a you know, an exercise in growth for me mm-hmm. because how many times do you sit down and have a gracious person ask you about life mm-hmm. and then we'll spend 30 minutes or so thinking what's on your mind and <laughs> that's that's rare today that you just want to stop and learn mm-hmm. about somebody yeah um, and so I'm, i just applaud you for that it's pretty darn cool yeah. well I, I sure appreciate uh i appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story i think a lot of people um can relate and, and can understand uh you've offered some tremendous advice um to, to all of those listening. So um, thank you so much just for taking the time to come and, and talk to us and share your story and, and uh, uh, share a little bit about your journey. Sure. It's a wonder. And I, I probably talked very fast, so you may have to pause it and put it on <laughs> slow-mo. But when I get excited about things and, and interesting people like yourself, I tend to talk fast. No, so this is great. This is yeah. great. Thank you so much. You bet, Kyle. I appreciate having you on. It's an honor. Thanks. Thank you for checking out today's Business Playmaker. Links to the resources discussed in today's episode are available in the show notes. For more information and resources from your host, you can visit him at www.kylegorman.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for the latest episodes. And until next time, make it a great day.